When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Hello and welcome to Footballistically Arsenal. I am Boyd Hilton. By my side is Josh. Oh, come on, cheer up, Boyd. Oh, oh it's, it's not miserable like, already. It's not a terrible week or anything. What? It's been. A, I mean, only a week ago, Josh. Yeah. We were saying this is how naive and stupid we were. We were saying, oh, Watford. Yeah, we'll easily win that three-one, three-nil. Predictions all over the place. Just we assumed mm. like fucking idiots. Uh, if you, pardon my language at this early stage, but really it's warranted that we'd sweep past Watford. If you're wondering why there's an E then, next to this podcast for explicit, you've given the game away. Yeah, you? and then um, face the might of Chelsea, and then we were all like, you know, we divided you blithely as usual, optimistic. <sighs> you, you even bigger fool than I am, and I realistically predicted we'd lose to that game. But, I mean, the mere fact that we thought we'd easily conquer Watford and then face the challenge. Anyway, the whole thing I don't been, think we can think we're silly for thinking we'd beat Watford. <sighs> Oh, no, football world, but, you know, we just let ourselves down. Yeah. We should anyway, introduce our guests. I'm going to. I'm getting around mm. to it. I just thought I'd, I'd set the scene for the massacre ahead. Probably most the, people knew what happened. I think they knew what happened, but I'm still setting the scene for the fact that I'm in a general state of fury, misery, depression, things like that. Uh, returning, Benjamin Peters. Benji, Hello. welcome back. Staunch home and away fan. You were at Chelsea. Yeah. You witnessed the misery firsthand. I only watched it on TV. And you're at the the uh, even more well the equally miserable in many ways Watford game at home that yeah we went to, and first time in the history of the Arsenal podcast we've got a magician, Marvin Berglas. Welcome, Marvin. Thank you. Great to be here. Now I've been doing my research. I looked on Wikipedia and uh, and at your uh, Twitter feed, and you so according to Wikipedia, your company is the biggest magic company in the world. That's is that right. correct? Well, there's not that many big magic companies, but yeah, we are in 64 countries. Started uh, this is our 30th anniversary, so we started in Hamleys years and years ago and um, built it up to all the big store groups and uh, yeah now now we supply the high street and all around the world that's incredible and you and you actually perform as a magician yeah yourself. I do um, um, and you've done that at Arsenal you've, you've entertained the I was the, the first uh, Premier League magician started 25 years ago um, and uh, I 
at Highbury, they used to have the mezzanine there, which was the first bit of hospitality, 235 places. It was Charlie George who would basically be uh, one of the matchday hosts, a comedian. Sometimes it could be... Uh, well, it could be anybody from Frank Carson to Clive Anderson or whatever. Great yeah. mix of people. And uh, what a wonderful experience that was to sort of entertain people, get there. I was get, I'd get there anyway. So to get there a couple of hours early, entertain everyone, and then have lunch with your heroes and have a good chat and then mm. watch the game. Fantastic. Who was... We'll talk about the modern-day... Uh facts of the situation at Arsenal but in the, in so back in those days when you so was that a fairly regular gig like you? it was yeah I started uh, you know just as a, they approached me for various things for big occasions but then it became every week and then we had a team of wow. people and then when we moved to the Emirates obviously there was six or seven thousand people that could be sat there so at yeah. times I had four or five people in my team for season after season in the Diamond Club yeah, yeah, around yeah. the boxes WM Club and it was really great to get to meet and mingle and yeah. mix oh yeah so before. I've been in yeah so I've been at some like corporate events where magicians come around like yeah. showing doing that's, and that's all down to you it's, it's, it's well, still a lot of them, yeah most yeah. of the, the top guys have come through yeah. my stable yeah wow brilliant okay we'll talk about more about that later so and, and you still go Home and away. I'm, I'm, home. I'm a really passionate Arsenal okay. guy. I mean, it's just weeks like, what do you get me on for this week for him? I've all yeah, weeks sorry, had such a miserable week. Where do you sit? I'm lucky enough now to sit in club level. Yeah. Uh, I go with my Same. son. Yeah. And, oh, where, uh, which, which block? I'm in 64. I'm fine near me. I'm 58. Okay. Oh, wow. Uh-huh. Mere. There we go. Mere eight blocks away. <laughs> for, <laughs> for your half-time bean burger, you can have a meat. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever tried the uh, veggie burger? I try not <laughs> to eat there too often. No. <laughs> Wise. Yeah. Wise words. Yeah. A man of, with experience. Yeah. Yeah. And Mario probably sees behind the scenes and he's not eating. Yeah. Yeah. And you'll have seen, you'll have seen, obviously you'd have got the email telling us that our the price has gone up 3%. 3%. I mean, it's not just 3, 3% of a lot all to start with. Well, yeah, it, exactly. Really. F- yeah. I mean, do they need that 3%? Of course they don't need that 3%. Oh no. Yeah, it's unbelievable. So have you renewed already? No. I mean, what a time for renewals. Arsenal, really, the the time that they renew, generally something good happens, like we'll beat, maybe we'll probably beat Bayern Munich or something great like that. And they've they've been very lucky over the years because people do renew just at that time. But at the moment, the the mood is not happy. On on that, the 3%, is that going to affect you? Like, would you you think about it or just it's just frustrating? That's the thing they've got us us, haven't they? Because we're, we're, again, to go back to the fact that we're morons, we're moronically loyal to, and we can't live without, I can't live without going to the to the gate. And as long as, you know, Benji and I both got, you know, season tickets down in block 12, as long as those are fully sold, there will always be demand for the club level on yeah. top of it yeah it's, uh, it's uh, yeah of course but is gate money huge to the club I mean no increasingly that, not it's uh, you know, all the other sponsorship know. deals TV deals and everything else well, it's part of it though because it's the biggest it's, the, it's still I believe the biggest gate money in the world isn't it now yeah. I think I'm yeah, we make sure. it 3 million a gate yeah I mean, it's incredible. I mean, but in the grand scheme I mean of what investing that on a constant basis in new buyers <laughs> um, yeah. and we could barely you know yeah. barely go one transfer window to the next without a flurry of activity he says bitterly anyway let's get down to the matter in hand Benji what the f- I mean, what's your? F- I mean, you're quite. If memory, if memory serves, you're fairly cynical about the Arsene Wenger late era period of deja vu and relentless doing the same thing year after year. Anyway, aren't you? Yeah. So you must mm. feel this is just all to be expected. Is that is that a fair summary? <laughs> yeah, spot on. Um, I think that it gets to the point now where it's a bit. I think everyone's a bit bored, um, yeah. and like you said. It's become expected. Um, we were just thinking outside, um, and, and I said it, it depends what you, you want, really. Uh, if if you want to finish top four year on year, uh, or second, third, or fourth year on year, then I think Arsene Wenger is is probably the man 
to do that, as mm. he's proven. Yeah. If you want to compete, and when I say compete, I mean properly compete yeah. for the top honours, Premiership or Champions League, then he's proven that he can't do that over the last 13 years. Yeah. In which case, it, 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 you know, you need a new manager. But if I'm the board, um, I'm offering him a new contract in January um, when he hasn't even secured the top four place. It, it almost tells us that the change will not happen from the board. It will happen when he decides he wants to go. Yeah, and Marvin, where, where do you stand on in the gym before we get to the nitty gritty of these games of the last? I th- I'm um, have huge respect for the club and for Arsene Wenger. However, um, the big I'm, however, yeah, I, I'm I'm feeling really disappointed this week. But I think that's what football is. Football is a dream. We go there season to season. We start off and they tease us, don't they? They mm. tease us like a couple of weeks. You know, we were second, and you know, if we beat Watford and they lose to the Liverpool, you know, we could knock on the door and that's basically what keeps us going back but you know the imploding of the last week is just so miserable it just brings you you down terribly but it's happened two or three times this season there's going to be some more twists and turns I know people often ask me, what's the difference between magic and illusion? Well, for me, magic was when we won uh, the league in 2004 and illusion, I was thinking we could do it again because we're not going to do it this season, that's for no. sure. But I genuinely believe that, um, the, the, I mean, Arsene Wenger is a legend. He's very, you know, he's going to be part of our whole history and makeup and in the years gone by. And I'm a great historian of Arsenal and, and mm. love that. And But it's... A great shame because, you know, if you meet the guy, and I have many times, he's, he's a wonderful, witty, intelligent mm. guy. When he speaks, you listen. Yeah. But something at this moment is not right. I think he has. Do you think, lo- do you think, think we'll has- ever win the league or Champions League un- under his management? Well, you know. It, Again, sorry. It, it, logic tells you. Uh, it's not going to be the league this season, isn't it? But Champions League, you know, you still have that little that thing in the back of our mind. It's going to be romantic. There's going to be a, an Anfield 89 or there's going to be something really which turns it to the Arsenal way that we actually do something magical. And that's what would be the wonderful thing. If, he, if his legacy was to take us to a major trophy and then bow out, that would be fantastic. But I just don't understand what the succession planning is at the moment because I think he has a huge amount of control throughout the club yeah. and I think the board respects him so greatly because he's it wouldn't employee to have I mean you know he's making them tons of, but as a fan we, we you know we, we're not like every other club no one two three four we actually want to win stuff and, and we're and paying money we just saw the Man City podcast leave and we said yeah. how are you feeling and they said not happy why because you're third yeah, right. I, I think uh, Pep won't be there if they're third I think, in eighteen months. No, true. But Jose Mourinho won't be at Man United if they're third, fourth, second in two years' time. Klopp won't be at Liverpool in two years' time if they're still underachieving. Would you? Would you? In the in the position you're in, as in you know you've met as, as I've met him a couple of times. I've met yeah. the number of times you have, and you know you know yeah. you, you you know something. You know you meet the players and yeah. you meet people from the higher up of the yeah. club. Would you, you know, if, if you could, if you could take him aside, you know, for a one-on-one with all your, with all the, say, I'm the same, you know, I've, I've been, you know, I'm fairly old now. I remember, you know, I'm, I was watching Arsenal at Highbury when I was 11, 12, 13 years old. Yeah. And so I feel, I mean, I, I feel I, if I could take him aside right now and not, you know, not like Piers Morgan go on about it on Twitter and say, oh, yeah. and all that rubbish. I would just say to him, "What are you? What are you getting out of this?" I'm really. I'm. Not, I would say, you know, what I saw. I watched him after the game, and obviously, you know, he's lost an incredibly important game yet again, and he looked so 
I said on Twitter, bereft of A, answers, and B, you know, it just, it just looked absolutely... Let, let, and let, I just would say to him, don't you think maybe you should... You, you could make a big statement. You could go, right, I hold my hands. It's not working for whatever reason. I'm going to go at the end of the season, make that announcement, give them time to find a great replacement, maybe even get involved in fight. And I think the fans... I think he turned a lot of... I would feel... Oh, I would really respect that. Do, do you agree with that kind of thing? Or do I you think... think I no? think, Boyd, I, I think he is intelligent enough to call it. He genuinely believes with passion that he can take us to where we need to get to. He, he, I think he... But based on what, though? Listen, well, he's, not, he, he's not, but he's not doing it for the money, is he? He's not doing... Well, he gets a lot of money for someone not doing it. Yeah, that's not what motivates him, not, That's not his motivation. I don't think... I think, he's, I think he's a relatively simple guy. I think he's, football is his life and he lives and breathes it. He's a, he's a nerd for football. He loves it. And, and so I think what I feel is missing is when um, David Dean was there, was David Dean was a different type of director to probably the very corporate uh, mm. guys we've got in place now. And I think he had an influence that they were, remember, Dean brought him in, they were close friends. And I think they had an, uh, he, it's almost like when you're with a mate in a, in a nightclub and you see a nice girl and you sort of, yeah, should I, should I, I'm not sure. She, you, know, you can find excuses not to. And, and, I, and David was the guy that go on, just say. Right. And he did that with buying players. He was the guy who, mm. he had, you know, David had an amazing uh, knowledge of world football and is respected and, and got friendships around the world and could identify with him targets and he would just do it and it would be there. And I think you need someone. I don't think but, it's, I don't know that there's that person. But don't you at the think moment. it's absurd that he decides when he's going to leave? No one at the football club that. has ever I, hired I, I, or fired I'm not a football club. Inside manager. the football club to know that. And I I'm only I'm talking as a fan now. I, I I think it does appear that he has a lot of control because his employers are probably very happy with his legacy would would not want to sack him because that can be avoided can't it there's ways you know his contract comes up doesn't it, at the end of the year he's, so he can either go then or or if they genuinely believe that he's got something or a succession plan maybe it would extend it but know? my question was based sorry one quick point sure. <laughs> just to explain the, the the kind of tone of my question is more i understand that he that's my question really is to probe deep and deep down does he really really think isn't it, what's that phrase about the definition of you know, stupidity or whatever, when you keep doing the same thing year after year, you experience the same thing year after year and you yeah. never, you don't learn from it. And for me, that's the, it's, it's the extraordinary level of which we repeat us, that we repeat Day. this, that, that it, it's, and it's got to the point now where they refer to it on the match of the day and on Sky and all the, all the, when they're, it's like, it's embarrassing to yeah. even, it's embarrassing that yeah. we talk about it week after week. It's like, it's such, and so my feeling is, that's my question, deeper question is, he must realise that. What, what, why do you think? What are you going to do? Snap out of it. Is he ever going to snap out of this relentless kind of descent into doing the same thing year after year after year? I just don't feel, I don't see any evidence, that's the, my thing, I think, of, the, of, of any change of mind in him or change of his way of doing things to suggest. You know, for example, the fact that we didn't even think of buying another player in the January yeah. transfer window. The fact that what you're saying last week about Kante. Well, you know, hang, on, saying, hang on, about Kante. All of these things. About Kante, he, he made a point which I thought was quite interesting. He sort of almost pointed the finger at the club for the first, you know, one of the first occasions he's really gone and gone, I really wanted that player. And you have to look at why we didn't sign him. And it was purely down to money. So obviously the club were not prepared to back him 
to the level that he he wanted. He was but not he bought given another centre mid for three million pounds more. Be it, but it's about the exactly. wage structure. <laughs> clearly, about the wage structure is where he's complaining. He said, that, you know, the club were not prepared to give him the money to give Kante the wages. Clearly, he was he was going to get um, in Chelsea. And if that is the case, I thought it was really interesting Did for him to, to sort of make that. Or I mean, we have to. I think he, he said, look at where he's gone. Yeah, he, looked, he said, look at where he's gone. Yeah. He didn't explicitly say anything. Nah. What you just said. We, 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 we stood there. We all stood there in January. I, I know I did, and I thought. This squad is strong enough to win a Premier League title, oh, well, right? That. This squad was strong enough last year to win a Premier League title. So my point is, if this man who's in charge now, Arsene Wenger, cannot win a Premier League title with this squad, it's not a Manchester United scenario where Ferguson's handing over a depleted squad with players getting older. It's actually a good squad with the right coaching and motivation and maybe one or two additions that will win. Yeah. So I don't know what fans are scared of. But, but, I think so. What well, well, he, he's yeah. created this—he's created this security blanket of finishing top four and above Spurs. Take that away. Uh, what, what are you scared of? What are you scared mm. of? You're going to finish fifth. Yeah. Is that is that so terrible that you yeah. finish fifth? Well, if next year you finish fourth, been... yeah, but you're, you, you, you yes, can't guarantee this first. You can't guarantee no, this first. Absolutely. The, we don't run the club. The, the, no, but what Benji's no, saying is, saying it wouldn't be that bad. My, my one opening year statement fifth, yeah. was: it all depends on what you want, and if you're the board or supporters who are content or not content, maybe the wrong word, but okay, and the board are happy and accept that finishing, then he's your man. But don't don't get surprised if you lose to Swansea or or Watford. I agree with all of that. But do you think he can be happy with that situation? Surely No, he's a hugely motivated man. Absolutely. But but I also think he is extremely arrogant, which can be a good thing as well. Mm. He's extremely proud. Where else can he go now as a football manager? And if he goes to Real Madrid, Barcelona, and he doesn't win in 18 months, he's oh. going to get sacked. Of course. So he doesn't want that to I be on his CV. I don't think that's his motivation to where's he going to go next. No, 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 but he wants, no, 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 but I'm saying in the back pro- of his mind, he's he, probably thinking to himself, I, 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 I want to be, so, he's so ingrained in that success yes. here to win. Yes. But somebody needs to say to him at a higher level, you're not, and, you're not and, doing it. And we don't, well, know, we don't know that those people exist in the club. That's the correct. problem. They don't. Yeah. We don't know. If, if he was going to leave the club at the end of the season because the board decided that they really didn't want him, which I think we all assume is an unlikely scenario. Well, I, him a deal. I agree. Yeah, exactly. But if they decided, let's say we do finish fifth or sixth, and looking at some of the bookmakers of today, we are that is you know a distinct possibility okay. that, that what some people are suggesting, although much as I believe, like you, Benji, he will always get us in the, in the top four. We don't know that they they won't come to the group because, of course, they're never going to sack him. There is no chance of that. But it's not inconceivable there could be a conversation if we are six come April, which, you know, we've got some tough games left. We've got, we got to go to, for me, if you to Liverpool. We've got to go to Spurs. Then, obviously, it becomes a situation where he, he cannot as, remain. He, can, he, he won't remain. This is what I don't get. Is don't the supporters w- want to see something different? You know that we go to Chelsea on Saturday and don't win. You know that we go to Liverpool and Tottenham coming up, we don't win. You know we're going to get probably no, knocked no, out. I, don't, I disagree. I disagree. I disagree. I disagree. Why? Because I, I, we were expected to win at Watford. We probably picked the wrong side, which was a mistake. Yeah. But, you know, we're planning for the Chelsea game, expecting to roll yeah. over Watford. And, and some of the players that... We're in there just, I mean, Giroud said he wasn't well, but he, what was he doing in the first half? On, but who's on that the, I don't understand. Well, it's got to be, is it the manager's fault if some of your players that we said just a moment ago was a great squad? You look at last year or whatever, or the year before, we had a great 1 to 11, but we never had the bench. Now we've got a very solid squad, and we had, you know, we also used to have a plethora of uh, midfield players. Now we seem to, for a variety of circumstances, we've got 
very few midfield players. But we love this. We love this blame <laughs> no, game, yeah, stadium move, injuries, are you saying, are you saying, you, just, you said he picked the wrong side. I, I think he did. Yeah, and well, I, I think, agree with that. And yeah. I think, I think, That's, I think that was that, also. Was that I think side that still was good enough to beat Watford? I think that was the big problem with the Chelsea game that as soon as Bellerin went off and Gabriel it changed the the width and it changed mm. the, the the you know the whole thinking behind it and the pace and 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 mm. I you know and and obviously disappointed to lose a player with concussion and stuff and psychologically it was it was mm. tough and we we'll, and and we, we we'll was, talk we'll talk about the specifics of that game and said before let's let's have a quick ad break Josh Give software vendor audits the red card by signing up the Livingstone Managed Service Team right away. Call 0203 817 4880 or visit livingstone-tech.com to find out how. Hello from the Geek Town Radio podcast, a show that gives you the latest TV, film and gaming news all from a UK perspective, plus the latest UK premiere dates and a ton of interviews from people such as Suits Lewis Lit, Rick Hoffman. It's crazy. The whole thing's crazy. To gaming royalty like Troy Baker and Nolan North. Would you really take a bullet from me? Uh, well, no, that's that's the acting. <laughs> from behind the scenes people such as the directors of smash hit US comedy Veep. We love Geek Town. My kids wear your t-shirts. To screen legends. Hello. Such as Mr. George Decay. Star trekking across the universe. For all this and more, come join us on Geek Town Radio, available to download every Tuesday from your usual podcast supplier and from geektown.co.uk. And we're back from the outbreak, Josh. What were we going to say about... I was going to say the one thing that hasn't really been raised at the moment is arguably some of the players letting themselves down in, yeah, in recent weeks. I think that, I'm with... I, think, I, I don't think you, you, you can't really absolve. Oh, you cannot God, absolve God. people like Ramsey's, uh, you know, performances, you know, compared to the past. Uh, I'd say our goalkeeper, Peza Che, at the moment, is, oh, is playing below his level. Yeah, There's quite a few of them, and... Uh, is that all points at the manager? Well, well there's I, a I common theme here. There's a common theme. There's a stadium move, there's injuries, there's referees' decisions. There is, you know, we, we, we hate these players who have left the club, Van Persie, Adibayor, Fabregas, they let us down. But there's a common theme there. And, and, uh, and if the manager is this, this you know, totalitarian uh, um, control freak who has all this control because he's hired his CEO and there's no one at the club who's ever fired or hired a football manager, then, yeah, it does rest with Arsene Wenger because he is the man who has established that squad. And if he can't get the best out of them, which I think, and we've all agreed, is a squad capable of winning the title, don't you want to see somebody else in charge to have another go at it? Because what are you scared of? So everybody agrees that they want to see somebody else in charge. I think it's how it's done. And, uh, you know, I don't know. I just, I'm really disappointed. But picture the scene. Picture the scene. May, April 2018, right? Simeone, Allegri, whoever you want to pick, right? It's Champions League semi-final. It's at home to a major European football club. Is that so far away? Is that that so far away? Or, or, Or maybe finishing sixth next season? Yeah, one of the two things You're could happen. You're making it sound like it's a deal. Come six no, and not, then in two no, years' time... No, 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 I'm not saying that. I'm saying May 2018. One of those two things could happen. Conceivably happen. We could be sixth under a new manager yeah. and the other or, thing or is, Champions League semi-final. Yeah. But, but aren't, you, aren't you interested to see if that could happen? And I am totally with you. And the other thing is about... I'm Because there's a whole... Because on one level, I, feel, I do feel sometimes, oh, I'm spoiled. I'm being a spoiled brat about, oh, about this. But... Bored of that argument. I know. Yeah. Well, the reason why, in the end, I feel that is a bogus argument is because actually the people that are, who are afraid of the change 
stage. What they're saying is, wait a minute, hold on. There's no guarantee. Say we do finish below in, out of the top four, and then a couple of seasons later, the, the Benji theory, we might get to semis final. But if we, even if we go down the Man U route of having a few seasons of so-called disaster seasons outside Europe, blah blah, blah how spoiled are we that we can't even deal with that? I mean, there've been periods. And you know what, in Man recent United Arsenal fans history, have actually thought when David Moyes was manager, yeah, it was, yeah. it got a bit bad, right? But they had a little bit of, an, they had another little journey right. of some sort. Right. Actually, we're pretty crap, but we've got yeah. to still get behind. Actually, the team. a sign of maturity for me about of Arsenal fandom now. And, you know, I don't like to judge, I like to make wild, wild generalizations, semi-wild generalizations about fundamentalist arson for pro-Vengerites. But what really annoys me about them is, is it's all about him. And, and you know, what, what, where's the history? Where is the sense of history of the club? Where's the reminder that George Graham started this whole thing, that, you know, yeah. modern history of getting us winning titles? And, and, where's to, the, and, to me, and, to me the, the, the thing is now, the feeling as a fan is the predictability right. is so... That's the poor thing. We're, we're yes. in the doldrums well, now because it is... Doldrums well, is Well, I was on Saturday that the, the feeling amongst the away fans, and a large amount of them, was... Okay, enough. It's just enough yeah. now, right? And, away and, fans, and, and, away, and, home and, and, fans, and everyone's and, bored. And, and to that point, it, it, again, it's like, what you scared of number one, but number two is, you know what? There's that anger. He'll, he'll, George Graham still now comes back to the Emirates. David Dean still comes back to the Emirates. Vieira, Fabregas, so whoever it may be, even after their turbulent histrionics, will still come back. Arsene Wenger, however he leaves, will always be an Arsenal no, legend. I understand, but so it might be a little bit. Di- I, you know, I, I'm not saying it's uncomfortable. Now. I'm just saying he has any, to go I, I agree for I, us to move forward. I, he, yeah, he might have to go, but it's just whether it be a football club or a business. If you've got someone and it's stayed, which is what it feels like at the moment, that's the problem. That's when you need some change. So yeah. there's, there's a little something's not quite right. Is it? He if he's not motivating the players sufficiently to get the best out of them, or so what would you do short of well, saying? I, I mean, wouldn't go. you have? Wouldn't you have liked? You know, I don't know. Surely there's such a well-run, organised club in every other way. Surely there must be something, a success plan. You know, would, is it the dream no, that we but, would have had the Burkamp and uh, Thierry there, but, mixture as the... But clearly there isn't a point because upstairs. we're all in thrall to him. Well, actually, the board so... have shown by not going for Klopp, Guardiola yeah. or Conte over the last 18 months and looking at a younger, more dynamic manager, they're actually saying, we're OK with this because, as Josh pointed out, as a business... You're doing exactly what you're doing. And when it comes to his end-of-year appraisal, CEO Ivan Gitsidis, who again was appointed by him, will turn and say, you've done your job that I've employed you to do. And he has. He's done his job. Mm. But for us as supporters, no, there's a huge disconnect but you, between what the club want and what we want. Is yeah. there, you have to sort of step back to, to August. And we probably didn't feel we were going to win the league in August. I mean, you talk well, about I don't. Well, I didn't. Because of him. You talk about, <laughs> Only because of him. On, you talk about a squad a being assembled. I don't think we've got the best squad in the Premier League. I think we probably got the good enough to compete for the league. It can, it should be competing with the league, but it's. Did not you think go- Chelsea's was at the beginning of the year? David Luiz signed back. who was a bit of a joke a couple of years ago. Yeah. You know, I think um, your problem is you, you look at if you, you do a combined eleven of theirs and ours. But I'm not asking you that. I'm asking you at the beginning of the season. Did you think that Chelsea's squad, which finished where did they finish last year? Tenth, tenth yeah, last so season. No, of course he did. Of course you didn't. And that's yeah. the point. They have said, you know what? We'll hire a manager who is going to get us organised, well drilled, and competitive. And that's what they do. They care this year that I they're not in the Champions League. Also, Chelsea, they they Chelsea were a shorter price. I'm, I'm pretty sure in saying than we were to win the title. And I, therefore, I you don't can't. Know if that's ig- true. 
do. Yeah, I, which, I wish, I wish you, uh, you that certain man was here who knows you about You cannot Exeter. argue. But they might, but, but, They've but, got, yeah, you have a freak year in the way that Leicester... I mean, you got, this you have freak. A, this is yes, last year was a freak no, year with Chelsea being so... This Chelsea team finished Correct, the better squad will end up winning the league. The best squad will end up winning the league. Do you think if Antonio Conte was Arsenal manager, he'd win the league this year? I don't think we'd quite win the league. Who would finish above us? You think if Arsene Wenger and Antonio Conte swap places, who'd win the title? I don't think it's impossible that Chelsea would win the league. I think, unfortunately, like they they have a much better centre forward than us. They have Eden has a probably they've got a much better centre forward. We yeah. score, who's our who, one scored I think the same amount of goals as him. I think our our one unfortunately does not but have the all round play. The point is my my point is <laughs> I think you're, you're, it's, all, it's all down to opinion, right? My opinion, your opinion, Gary Neville, whoever the opinion it is, right? My opinion is that with a diff- with Conte or Klopp or Mourinho uh, in charge of Arsenal we'd win the title it's hypothetical it's an yeah. opinion right mm. but the fact is the fact is Arsene Wenger hasn't won the title in 13 years that's a fact the, the point and, like, Liverpool. The point and we haven't like really competed say, yeah, the way yeah, we, for years we always felt that we were teetering to we, compete we, we were just there yeah. and had we bought yeah. that extra player yeah. that world class oh player the, the Suarez the whatever all those yeah. types of things yes. That's because that's what Man City have just done the Chelsea have done Man United have done. they have bought world class players on top of their world class players and if we had you know we're talking about Sanchez and Ozil and stuff. if we had one or two more it just would have helped yeah. the motivation of everybody and the fans and for the sake of the you know the money side of it surely that's what keeps us going back that's what they, they should have but done but also he, he I think you know I don't want to go on about Conte constantly but for me the example the contrast couldn't be greater between him and Wenger and I know it's not just about how, how excited he gets I mean he does get incredibly excited yeah, Klopp's very no, no. excited it was great you're losing away at home it's not well, all about being excited well, I'd still rather have I, I, believe me I'd rather have Klopp he'll get they're he'll going get, on a fun journey Liverpool will yeah. be competing fun journey they've only won at Plymouth I in 2017 alright I firmly believe that Liverpool will be competing for the top sooner than we will if we stick with Wenger but that's another matter But so forget Klopp for a minute Conte we'll finish well Liverpool do you want, do you want to have our annual right, 50 pounds uh, on the... no anyway but let me finish my point about Conte you know, as a, an intelligent, in, um, experienced, bold, brave manager, he lost 3-0 to us. Oh, his team lost 3-0 to us. He fucking revolutionised the way they played. Completely changed it. He learned a lesson about Do they care that they're not in the Champions League this year? They don't care that much. Of course they don't. Okay. They, he, he got, Why he, are we so hell-bent on... Let me finish. He gave them an identity. He yeah. changed the identity of the way they played. He gave them a new identity, which is this current incredible machine-like... Um, system they have, which totally overwhelmed us after about the first ten minutes, and I look at, and I look at that and I think we ha- our manager is never in a million years going to do that kind of thing. He's just not going to sit there going, oh, so after years and years of years of me lo- losing in this way to all these big teams, I'm going to revolutionise how we approach it and and learn from my mistakes, learn from the mistakes of what the, the players do in front of my eyes, and revolutionise change and give us an identity. So. We neither have a style of playing football, which is interesting, before the match. Can you say we don't have a style of playing what, football? What is our, our style of playing? All right, we do have a style. It's unbelievably predictable and boring and slow. And um, every, any opposition manager worth their salt can work out a way of sorting it out. I mean, that's the identity we've got, depressingly enough. Do you think? I d- yeah. I mean, that performance against Watford, to talk specifically, summed it up. We still uh, thought, arrogant was, enough to no, think. When I, teams I think, play a certain way against us, we find it hard yeah, to no, I th- adapt. I th- it's, we've, we've played some terrible games this year and we've struggled to beat teams West but, but on the other hand that's, that's why I can't stand the Jekyll and Hyde of our team you know we, we can come out sometimes and we can win play magnificent football with, mm. with some really you know but, how yeah, but when we, we were celebrating that? that 3-2 win over Ludogrets <laughs> dancing around because Mesut Ozil scored a, a, a hat-trick against uh, uh, sorry Mesut Ozil scored that winning goal against some uh, useless <laughs> football team right Chelsea are sitting there winning 13 on the bounce right and, and my point is 
there's another thing that you can say. I know you raised it in one of the agenda points, Josh, about, you know, do we have leaders? And it's interesting because if you look around, I think those days of John Terry, Tony Adams, Patrick Vieira, I, th- I think they're a bit gone in terms of that real yeah, you know, sure. fist-pumping centre-back or whatever. I think it's the manager now who does that. And I think if you look at these teams, they've got on the sideline, you see Conte, he's, he's on that pitch with them. You see Pochettino, you see Klopp, mm. you see Mourinho. And I think that Arsene Wenger, in his time... Didn't have to do that because he had Tony Adams, Patrick Vieira, Dennis Burkamp. I remember those days away at Chelsea in 2004 where you think he didn't really need to mm. do that for yeah. them because they were so hell-bent on winning that game. And I think now the transition of top-winning football clubs, you look around, oh, Louis Enrique, young, young up-and-coming managers are doing that job. And if we want a team who's going to... Yeah, and Win. some of our fans have a very, I think, kind of rather patronising, superior attitude to those these managers, the the, mm. the Klops, the Conte, who are very expressive, and because almost as if, oh, you know, we've got this intellectual heavyweight who just sits there and doesn't need to do all that. But actually, for me, as you were saying, it's about excitement. If what's football about the it's glory? Passion, our, yeah. our moments of glory now this season are coming back against Burnley, and as you say, Ludogorets. These are these are our, these are as close as we get to glory now. Or and Chelsea in, at home, which turns out to be an almost irrelevant result. Pre- yeah, right? the equivalent of Leicester. And Man uh, United yeah. at home last yeah. year. And, I, that's what I said about this Chelsea game for me it was such a key moment and it was like and I know well, right, we should talk about the, was it you know was that, that was it a foul that led to their goal but it's all irrelevant but it is the, kind, the bigger picture yeah. yeah the reason we've kind of got onto the bigger picture so much more than the detail is because the bigger picture is so miserable. but it does depressing. all come back to what you want yes and what are you scared of yes definitely. for me those are the, but I, don't, I, don't, I don't think it's what we're scared of you know, it's perhaps what the board's scared of. No, because the people who want Hovinga to A lot of fans are scared as well. Then I'd say to them, what are you scared of? There's a timidity, I think, among a lot of fans. I think like they've bought into this whole thing and I feel like... we've been sold it. Yeah, they're prisoners of the whole myth that, you know, we're going forward and that we're playing great football. We're just not anymore. We're not... We've been treading water for years. Anyway, let's... We have to talk about that fucking goal (laughs) that ruined the whole game because... I mean, to be fair, I thought it was a foul. As soon as I saw it, this is my... I mean, I, I don't know. I'm no expert on football. I just do this podcast. But <laughs> I watched that moment and I thought, oh, hasn't he just fouled him? He's just el- elbowed him to the ground and now he's flat out and he's taken on substituted. And then on Sky, I was watching it on Sky. It was weird because they didn't almost didn't even address it as a thing at all for ages. It was like, no, it's a really good goal. And accidentally... He's been he's been knocked out and now he's off. And then eventually, about ten minutes in, after people tweet Arsenal fans furiously tweeting about it, they suddenly thought, "All right, we'll we'll we'll, we'll talk analyze it a bit." But even then, the the narrative, to use that horrible, trendy word, had been established whereby it just wasn't a foul, and everyone in football, apart from Arsenal fans, knew it wasn't, and we we're all miserable spoiled twats for even thinking it was. But I still think it was a foul. What does anyone else think? Uh, if you're a Chelsea fan, you argue it's not. If you're an Arsenal fan, I, I really believe it was. I think at the moment of, of contact, he, his elbow has, has in, you know, infringed upon Bellerin in a not completely natural way. And I, mm. I think it probably is just about a foul. But it's, uh, you know, away at Chelsea, it's one you, you see given. Interestingly, uh, he, his uh, eyes were on the ball. I watched yeah. that. And so he, he wasn't going to get sure. the foul. I don't think it has to be deliberate. But, no, right. but well, it, it wasn't a deliberate foul, no. but it was a foul. The, fact that, we're, yeah. the fact that it's so contentious uh, is a little bit of a coin flip, right? I know, but it's, it's probably you, a foul it's, in the middle of the pitch. But, you it's you know, probably a foul then. Right. It's probably a, it's foul. a foul in the middle of the pitch. Uh, lose, yeah. the I agree we lose the game invariably anyway. Second, I mean, and that second goal actually is... Is so 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 much more frustrating because of the it's opportunities to stop that goal. You know, you've got a player coming from their own half, five or six red shirts, the Coquelin being be bounced sh- off yeah. like that, either commit a foul or don't get bounced off and, and make it. You know, Hazard is being bounced off. 
And then Koscielny's defending was, I, I, I don't know, I didn't see too much analysis. I couldn't bear to watch it, but it, it you know, was, was strange. He just didn't um, go out to meet Hazard outside the box. He well, let him step back and go into yeah. it. was extraordinarily bad defending. Well, I read a great, there's a great, I think it was in The Guardian, a great kind of tactical analysis where they talked about how their whole, Chelsea's whole shape just confused. Yeah, it was counter-attacking at home against, against but Arsenal. But the weird thing, to be fair, again, to, to be fair to the players and manager... Actually, we started the game well, right? So as opposed to... 13 corners we had as well across the game. First 10, 15 yeah. minutes, we started... I thought, the and, teams and, let us do that. Well, this they're, is Chelsea, They're organised, right? You mean they weren't afraid of us at all? I, I so even I though... Do you think, I don't think we were ever really in that game. I don't think we were ever really... I don't think... Uh, uh, you, we could you have looked scored. At the, you looked uh, at their shape on. throughout the game. You looked at the, the, the quality. Whenever they wanted to turn it up a notch, they did. And, and, yeah. t- and good teams do that against sure. us. They, they know how to manage us well, sure. keep us far enough away from the goal that we're yeah. flirting, but not really we, we got too well much beat, trouble. And that's, yeah. you know, that's why it didn't feel... And we got well beat against say, Watford to some degree in the first feel, half. Oh, God, yeah. But, I mean, Watford were relentlessly terrible. But I think, but for me, he did at least... Like, I looked at the team selection, I thought, OK, you know, no Giroud, Alexis up front. It was, it, it, the formation was different. He yeah. had played the fourth, kind of 43. Look at me like it's all bullshit. I know. But I'm trying to be fair to him and the team a bit by giving them some credit that he did change up a bit. He did try and address... Presumably, but, but, look but it just captain. didn't work. After as soon as they score, we collapse mental strength. It keeps going about. We I have low, less mental strength than any major team I can think of. I saw an interview the other week with Tony Adams, who, who was his captain for many years, and, and even he was saying the guy's not the greatest tactician in the world. He's an unbelievable physiologist and has got an incredible <laughs> yeah. vision of how he wants football to be played. Um, and, and I think everybody agrees with that. I don't think he's ever really. In our memory, uh, you can pick out the occasional game if you want, but changed a big game to a big moment. And I think you can look at players for that. And, and there's a culture and mentality that actually, Theo, it's okay if you finished, if you didn't play that well this year. You're back in the team this year. It's a new contract. Mesa, it doesn't matter if you've got game-changing performance in you because you're going to get picked every week. It doesn't matter, Gabriel, if you're, not, if you're a centre-back playing. Right. These things, he's, it, it, it's not game-changing. It's not... It's not winning. It's not mm. big clubs. Big clubs don't do this. Yeah. Winning clubs do not make the mistakes that he makes. No, time after time after time. time. Here's a good question. Is it time we dropped Mesut Ozil? Is it time that... Me- I mean, the, I the love him as we do. The person is irrelevant. interesting, isn't it? I mean, that he... Isn't he it? won't drop him. I know he won't, but surely we've got to address the fact that he's so lightweight now and so... It's, yeah, it's I so thought- disappointing that he doesn't turn up sometimes on the really big games when you really need him. That's when you... I mean, you know... Someone like uh, Sanchez it was has been so tenacious and really leading by example with his effort. I think it's the lack of effort really hurts the fans, you know. And 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 if you, I don't know, I don't think I, I think he's physically stronger than he was, and he does a few unbelievable plays. But he he was anonymous on on. on but I don't think it's a lack of effort from someone like Ozil because if you think if you look at his stats, you know yards is cu- yards covered. I think he puts in a shift. I actually think that again, it's too predictable. That, you know, this was a player who Jose Mourinho and Cristiano Ronaldo said they couldn't believe that Real Madrid sold him. This is one of the best number 10s in the world. And he's, he, you know, it, we're all raving six weeks ago about his assist ratio and his goals and this and that. But again, I asked the question, when has he done it in a huge game and grabbed the game by the scruff of the neck and turned it on its head like Dennis Burkamp used to? If you want winning, like Eden Hazard did on Saturday, is there a big gulf in ability between Ozil and Hazard? I, I can't say that one's in a different planet to the other one. Mm. I don't think so. I don't mm. think so. And that's what, to your point, about a, the, the Chelsea lack of, yeah. team. I can think of a number of times that Ozil has, has made the key assist this season when we score some of these late goals. Yeah. 
I think he, I think he has he does put his, his mark on some of the the key games. Not in a not as much as not against really good teams. Not as much as we want to. Not against well, look, you're saying yeah. not against good teams, but the problem is Arsenal in general the last few years as Alan <laughs> tweeted us before has made the point when when we are away at, or home against difficult teams, our record has been you know awful um, in recent years. So well, of yeah, course you have to look. Of course that turns into <laughs> players not being able to perform What's at the, the same answer, level. But you, no, I, the answer never, to what was the question? No, the, the, the answer to the, I, to I the think, general question I is think where do we go from point, here? Before you said it's boring to look back, but I actually think that is what. Uh, uh, fans of a certain era can't help but looking back. We want it in the tunnel. We want it where when you see Vieira and, and Thierry and, and Dennis standing there, they're real men. They've won it before we've even got out there. Uh, and they're looking, and then we've seen the most fantastic player, and that was the Wenger era, etc., etc. Partly George Graham side, yes, yes. So we're looking at that as a comparison. We still think there's that fairy tale that, that can happen again. And we want it to happen again to bow out gracefully to go on to our next chapter. We have reached the end of this chapter, unless something, we, want, we just want a climb to the end of it and we're sort of trying but I don't think we have reached the end that's, that's, the, that's the frustrating infuriating Why? thing because I think he's two if, more years well, if he signs if he leaves I think it'll be the best thing that could happen to the football club at the moment the football club not the business right because yeah. uh, something might happen that goes wrong and you might sit and say well I told you so we finished six blah blah uh, and, and the business might take a hit but as a football club I don't I, I think that's a good thing to happen no, you... but, but, or, but, I, but I'm just saying I think that most more likely than not he'll be around for another two years and we'll have these conversations uh, again. I agree he's likely to be around for two years. And look, in the Christ. way that you in, in the <laughs> way that I mean, you really say we it. might finish six and then we might, you know, get into a Champions League semi final or win the league. I can't say that won't happen. You know, we, we don't know that. Exactly. That is yeah. very much the hypothetical nature of it. But I, I just ultimately take the view and it, and I agree with the point Marvin made ages ago about the PR spin about when these seasons are given you usually we wait for a, a decent result that reminds us okay you'll still have your well, seven champions so seven cup credits including your Champions League game next year um, or there'll be and, a new and story I think, saying and look, we're going to buy Griezmann or something wrong, it'll be bullshit if Arsene decides he, I'm really, obviously quite positive towards him but if he decided he wanted oh, to yeah, step down at the end of a season I wouldn't be you know totally you know, just talk about that. But it's <laughs> got to come. Mean, wouldn't, why does it have to come from him? Why do you think? He's, because right, because know, that's the reality, course, whether we like it or not. Why do you think it has to come? Because you're saying I wouldn't be distraught, uh, and like I still, you know, I don't understand. Again, just to you, what are you scared that could happen? Why? Why is this? Why is this bond so strong between you and Wenger? Hang on, it's it's not about scared. I don't think we should sack him. That why? is, I don't think he's at, at the moment done anything to deserve being sacked. Okay, I think that's it. I think I think at the beginning of the season well, we, we were set uh, so to come third we, or fourth, and I still loosely if believe that. If we finish that. outside of the top six, is it, uh, top four, uh, is if he, we finish outside the top four, I think he will walk, and I think that's okay. Yeah, I think that I tend to agree. I think if we don't get that fourth spot and we don't win a trophy, I think he's intelligent enough and to talk to the board and them to the, him to say, you know, this is the time. So long as the, as they have so got I, I, somebody I in place. I also think that he hasn't done anything that he deserves to be sacked according to Arsenal Football Club and the board. I just think that winning and big clubs sack managers because they want to win. And I think that by you saying that he hasn't done anything that deserves to be sacked, I think that's the truth. Who are you, you looking know? at when you talk about these big clubs? We are a big club. Yeah, oh, well according run to club. Forbes, we're the fifth but, biggest football club exactly, in the world, according exactly. to valuation. So, and, like and look at the stats from history. Okay, it's the last few years we are pissed off about. That's basically uh, what well, it is. Well, it's getting a long, it's like you know? five, six years. Yeah, of, so, okay, we, we have won a couple, a couple of, wins. of cups. And when's the last time we won the league? I mean, we haven't competed for the league properly. Hang on, we're only four points behind the league leaders in, what, 2013, 14? Yeah, yeah, but that's, you know that's bullshit. You know we didn't, you know, we, we, we always rally, when, when we can't, when we can't, 
possibly win the league, really, realistically, then suddenly we'll go on a really good run. Well, let's and it makes so. it look at the we last minute. The and at the last minute, it looks like, oh, we've come second. I mean, coming second, you just we, said we need to come in the top year. four. Why do we need to come in the top four? For what reason? I think that's par. I think that's us achieving par but, this but, season. But, but, but so what we finish under par, or over par, if golf is the terminology, but what, what then, what happens? Well, we, we've we failed. I, but failure for me is not is not is not really competing for the title. If if, if it goes down to the wire and it's the last case in, and you can say, "Boys, a bloody gallant effort here, right?" It was unbelievable how close we came. Champions League semi final. I'd look at this and think, "That's progress. We've come second to a great Chelsea team, two points off the top, and we reached the Champions League semi. This isn't progress, as you said. It is par, and it's it's just." Big clubs, and I said, you asked who are big clubs? Bayern Munich, Real Madrid, Barcelona, Man United, Chelsea, Man City. They move, they sack their managers and they move on when they're not winning. We we will become like that in 10 years' time. Why wait? Because we have got such a freak situation with with our manager. Created by a man himself. It's the freak But I'm saying, once he has been replaced, I'm sure, of course, we'll never see the like of it again. Of course, it will be this massive turnover. Don't you want we to see it de- next year? We haven't definitely, you know. We, that's the point. But 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 I I just I just I just don't think it's such a it's such a shame. It's such a shame. You must that we see can't the some success it. in doing what he's done. Absolutely, as a as a business and a football club. And when I go there, no, but it, even just on a footballing level, to keep it's a, the turnover in squad that is you know been and gone, been and gone, been and sure. gone. To but keep it, it. But if you have a girlfriend or wife, right, who carries on cheating on you, right? This is the second uh, girlfriend metaphor of the evening. Carry on. <laughs> what was the first? Oh no, there was meeting the girl in the yeah, club. Right? Yeah, the girl in the yeah, club. Girl in the club. Uh, we're, we're, the I, I, it got me. Got me sight. Got me yeah. thinking. Uh, <laughs> but it, it constantly cheats on you, right? And and you get angry every time she you know she cheats on you. You're not surprised when she carries on doing it, right? So who's, so, who's been but, cheating? <laughs> nobody's been. I mean, cheating. actually, no, makes it's the same that was a separate story it, about him. It's, it's, the same repet- it's the same repetitive scenario. I don't. Think don't so. be surprised anymore. I think what you're saying is, it's it's if you're going to liken it to a, a long term relationship, it's, it's a re- it's a steady relationship which isn't really going anywhere. It's okay, you know. And but you, you end but it. you want right. excitement, you know. So right. you you that's basically what you you either want to put an end to it because you want something better, and that's where you think we. And and then, then you could converse say, well, this is actually a good girl. She does everything great, and you know she's not doing wrong. Yeah, but you know it's a great. It's kind of even. even it's actually the more I think about the analogy, <laughs> Benji. Thanks. The more it kind of defines it because it, it, that's the big thing, isn't it? Is that you see people in relationships who are going through a stagnation, a, a constant stagnation, and a kind of state of ennui. And they stick together through thick and thin, through some sense of, I don't know, dignity or unwillingness to confront reality. Get divorced. And, and yeah, well, I, but I think it's kind of interesting. And, and I, think, I find it quite depressing. I think that's more depressing yeah. Yeah. to stick with it for the fucking sake of it. And kids, that's what we're for doing <laughs> for the kids. All of that, then just take the bull by the horns and just end it. Yeah. And what yeah. I'm saying is, it's fucking Get time someone younger to and better end looking. it. It's, exactly, it's but just there time. hasn't been a moment where you've gone, well, we must end it. There's not, oh. nothing that bad. But you, no, you know, but we've reached the end of this tedium haven't we that's the sport it's year after year well, after we might year. have two years at some point, oh my, i know i can't face it i cannot and there's nothing this is the final point what is it again i go but the very first question what is it about these years and years of the same awful tedious thing that happens that inspires either of you the you the staunch banger man yeah. who, who says oh you, you won't be too disappointed if you lose i'll be thrilled what are you looking at that you think is going to inspire us suddenly to do better next year or the year after what is it? There's no evidence. There's nothing. I think there are. I think there have been. What does he you do? know, there have been glimmers with this squad. Where? Where? 
Well, it's been like the op- I mean, even with, yeah, even with this squad, he's ma- we've so managed the op- performance. We're has been feeling good. very different. This is a bad week. Remember, this is the worst week we've had. But we've always well, had a these week, weeks. A week before, we were we were teetering again. We, it's like they, Bournemouth I don't know, it's was like, an excuse. Like well, a, Everton away was awful. Yeah, yeah, Man um, City away was awful. It's like a drug, though, isn't it? We go back. <sighs> and we go back season after season. You know, with our eyes shut. Yeah, we'll go there. We, it's ingrained in us. We want to go back. We're gooners. We want to be there, etc. But you you go there with hope and passion you don't just we're not a mid table club or a low league club we have seen quality we want quality and at the moment the tedium has got to a point where there's people who go year after year who are thinking do you know what do i really need this or can i do something right. different right. and that's the point which yeah. is a and very they, sad point yeah but and that's why there's thousands some, of empty seats there's so, people so like so oh, can't be bothered to so sit through that if again. it was a business the club don't care because it's sold no i know but no, I, know. Well, I, I think they do care and i think they're yeah, I they're agree. not foolish enough to i think they if they can feel that that two th- one of two th- things will happen either he will go probably of a joint decision or whatever or if he signs it will be signed signing with some big purse or some big players and stuff like that enough to 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 excite us back in there i i honestly believe that okay. i think what will happen before we get to predictions i want to hear more about magic first oh okay we're right time we're on we're on the record that's all right no yeah oh, but okay. we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll do a bit of editing we'll before just get rid we of fo- all the negativity benji's been spouting <laughs> yeah before we, um it is interesting isn't it that um I think what will happen is, even if we might finish up, we might be fifth or sixth, we could win the cup. You know, what if we win the FA Cup? This but, would be classic. This will be, this will be for me, peak <laughs> Wenger late years. So just when you think he's finally going to go, because we finished outside the top four, we win the FA Cup. So it's kind of, even then, there's something to cling to, enough for him to carry on for another two fucking boring years. Anyway, I've got that point out of the way. Who is, who was the most exciting player you performed Magic in front of? Or who was most excited by it? Like, who was really into Magic? Oh, you know, I... My references for Arsenal and Magic go back a long way because, first, as I said, I've been there for 25 years, done a lot of the players' weddings and, and social functions and, and got to know them and taught a few of them, Tony Adams, Anders Limpa, a few people like that, Magic, and, and I'd count them as good mates. Um, but uh, who's the most excited? Um, I've, I don't know. I think there were some... Very interesting people over the years. I, I, I think I also played for the Arsenal X Pro celebrity side with some of my heroes, John Radford wow. and people like that. So, and they, I loved doing magic for them, and 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 they really appreciated it. And I remember sitting in a dressing room when we went up to Dunblane, looking around. It was Paul Davis, Alan Smith, Paul Dickov, Peter Marinello, Martin Hayes, and a whole bunch of players. And I was amongst them. And to me, as an amateur footballer, to play along that and put the Arsenal shirt on was was a dream come true. So. But Magic, uh, who was the most excitable? Um, Anders loved it. He really, he, he loves a bit of Magic. Does he do a bit of Magic? Is that he, true? Uh, talk, yeah, he, he did a little bit. He, God, was, he was yeah. magical on the wing. To, yeah, to, he was. To, yeah. make, to uh, make a very predictable point. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> early, Almost as predictable as the last couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> last 40 minutes. In the early days, uh, Paul Merson, the Magic Man, was, ah, you know, that ah, was good fun. I, I remember going out with Wrighty and Merson doing some Magic. That was great. Was, um, Have you done magic for Arsene Wenger? Yeah, many uh-uh. times. I, I was I was lucky enough to go to the it. World Cup. Yeah, <laughs> he didn't see it. Yeah. <laughs> to, yeah, to the World Cup. I was in the World Cup and uh-huh. uh, spent some time with him there. Yeah, uh, wow. and at the Euros as well. Uh, do you do do you do hypnosis? Do you hypnotise people? <laughs> Can you hypnotise him into going? Sorry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
<laughs> Sorry, that was just, uh, any more questions about the magic? No, I, and you and you still you still manage to go. I mean, obviously, you got a lot of work commitments. So you still go to. I love Arsenal. It's a, it's it's the you know I put my diary via Arsenal. That's how yeah. it works. I'm sure yeah. we all do that, yeah, don't yeah, we? Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah. You know, it's you know I've been all around the yeah. world having to get to screens at you know whatever time in the morning just to watch a game in a bar by myself or with some people or whatever you know. But that's how it works. You know. But I'm, mm. I love the club. Yeah. Mm. And you'll be renewing, despite the three Well, I'm not even thinking that. that. I'm really, I'm in the depression mode at the moment. And I'm, I'm a, at the moment, I feel like we all do. Like, what, what are we doing, you know? When do you have to renew by, Boyd? When they haven't even uh, contacted um, us. They're not silly enough to contact us. Oh, they're not silly <laughs> enough to contact <laughs> us this Well, it doesn't give us a date. It says, Did like, get an March. Email? I think it's March. I've had an e- the email saying the 3% rise. Yeah, but they haven't said a date of... No, no, Did you press unsubscribe? I need to press unsubscribe. I was furious. I was really angry about it. It's pathetic. Who is this? Actually, I want to find the actual wording because it did amuse me. Um, In terms of how it described this, yeah, very gentle. Um, did it mention any sort of will half time remain the same, same, same offerings, re- or do you get a, is there a new drinks menu to select from or anything like uh, that? Arsenal Football Club, here we go. Platinum membership pricing. Here we go. This is this, this, I'll just read out this bit. Oh, yeah. In reaching this decision, we have taken it, i.e., to raise the prices by 3%. We've taken into account rising costs. Of what I don't know, veggie burgers. The need for continuous reinvestment. Well, not in the fucking team. <laughs> and upgrades in this premium area of Emirates Stadium. To be fair, that coffee machine near your yeah, place club is always broken. It's always that's the hot chocolate need, machine. That's why they need your three percent. There's yeah. tea bags in the hot chocolate. Who signed yeah. the letter? It's signed by oh, you're, you're Tom, McCann. Tom McCann, head yeah. of premium sales. Yeah. I mean, it's not his fault. <laughs> but you I just know. wanted to know if it was Arsene Wenger. No, yeah, no. I mean, that would be. I mean, it's kind of, I guess, you know, philosophically oh, God, it's him that signed it. <laughs> He's the one who hasn't invested in the team enough. But yeah, it was, it's particularly ridiculous. And we've got to look ahead at Hull. Let's look ahead at Hull. Is it like weird at lunchtime? Well, they're in terrific. 12.30 it is. That could be another And they're in terrific form. There was, a, there was a clip showing a, a few of the pundits sort of deriding a... Silva has a rival in the, in, the, in the Premier League and uh, I think it's fair to say he's, he's proved them wrong. It's been an incredible revival. They're, they've won, I think, the, all the home games that he's been in charge of. <laughs> and uh, I think they brought seven new players in in January and uh, yeah, they, uh, they deserved their win over Liverpool at the weekend. Yes. I bet, yes. I mean, it's so hard to... Yeah. Uh, no, we, we're still favourites, still here. We'll still be, we'll oh, be favourites to beat them. Yeah. And, uh, We've got to win this game. Uh, yeah. just, it, it does always but, feel but, yeah. like when Arsenal are on the verge of an absolute mm. terrible mm. crisis mm. we do get the result like as in okay yeah, Watford yeah. was about Chelsea were probably expected to go lose by the vast majority Yeah, this would feel like uh, about as bad a, a week as it would be under yeah. the manager and I don't know when the last time we this lost three like games a, in a row was a Liverpool week wouldn't it you know? yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to say 2-0 I'm going to say 2-0 last 2-0 wow we'll definitely concede I think um, 2-1 I'm going to say Benji 1-0 oh yeah, that's quite... I don't think we'll win. Oh, God. That's quite depressing. I don't think we'll beat Mar- them or Bayern Munich. <laughs> oh, God. Marvin? 2-1 Arsenal. 2-1, yeah. oh, You're going to Munich, aren't you? Mm. You're going to Munich, Josh? At the moment, no. Uh, maybe a late decision on the on that trip. You're not You're not either. No. You, you're saving yourself for the quarter-final, I think, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, naive. Naive. <laughs> to go back to being an idiot. Did you see, I thought it was very funny, Gary Neville, calling the, the guy who held up the, the thing, unfurled yeah. his banner, his mini-banner. Saying he did. I saw he, he was chatting about Arsenal fans. He is where he said he's going to go on. I saw him mm. today. I, uh, I was we should try and get Gary Neville. 
Um, I think well, we'll be we on Ask the Fan TV. You should be on Ask the Podcast. Well, Josh. We, we can offer. But, yeah. Maths, yeah, I think he's great. I thought I th- he calling that bloke an idiot was very entertaining. I thought the the man with the banners. He did relentless. Called him an idiot about four. Well, there times. was a lot of infighting. So I, oh, I couldn't. couldn't oh, yeah, we have this weekend. But did you fight? Of, did you get? Did you fight anyone? Benji. Gone by then. <laughs> Fisticuffs. You fled. There's fled. fighting in here now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not physical, thankfully. But he had that. He had that. Thing in there just in case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if we won, it's right. He had a different one in the other pocket. Please, that was Gary Neville's point: was that he he was particularly an idiot for bringing it. Yeah. But Mm. you know, having said that, obviously, like we all, like any of us with any any common sense, we knew we were going to lose that game. Anyway, thank you very much to uh, Benji for coming and to Marvin. Thank you. And and come back soon. And we'll be back next week after we've uh, triumphed against Hull. Bye. Bye. If you like this podcast, come and join me, Mark Webster, for the Whistleblowers, a weekly show that looks at the topics that all football fans are discussing this week at thewhistleblowers.net. And it happens to be brought to you by the same lot that produced this one. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.